there's not guardrails in the sense of, man, we don't want to feel like dirty swingers because we did, you know, we went on a date this week and we went to the club this weekend, or we don't want to feel like, like posers because we haven't done anything for nine months. Like it's just whatever feels right to us at the time. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 140. We're Finn and Emma, and today we are talking with Jane and Jay, who have a wonderful story. Not only that, but they're putting some awesome content out into the world. Uh, Jane draws up little comics. Yeah. And she does these fun comics of their story. Bloopers they've had, maybe even bloopers that people have talked about on our show. <laughs> and it's awesome because they're super sex positive, super body positive. She's found a really unique way to document their journey through drawings. So links to all of her work are in the show notes. Check that out. It's called Swing Fashions. It's called Swing Fashions. They're on Twitter. They're on Blogspot, I believe. Yeah. So check them out and have a listen to their story. Talk a lot about communication, the evolution of their communication. No, they've had a really awesome journey. And before we jump into it, we just want to say a couple of thank yous to people. So first of all, thank you to Jane and Jay, but thank you as well to all whatever 135-ish, 145-something, if you count Focus Fridays. Yeah, close to, I'd say close to probably one, well, yeah, probably around 140, 150. We should have counted this up. Yeah. But I don't know, the somewhere point in the is, 140 range. The point is... <laughs> Thank you to everybody who's come on and shared your story. Uh, everybody who has has impacted somebody else along the way. We get emails all the time saying, thank you so much for this story. These people, they said something that hit home to me. And I would say a good chunk of our guests come on and say, my story is pretty boring. No one's going to like it. I'm not, It's not that special. And then we get an email about it. So just thank you to everybody. Who this, is sh- this show would not be yeah. what it is without all of you. And we just can't thank you enough because we honestly, for a little while, thought we might run out of people. But it uh, there's we're so thankful that everyone wants to share their story. Yeah. So if you're out there thinking, I want to help people or, hey, this story, this show, these people's stories have helped me. You can always give back by reaching out to us on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can come on the show, share your story and help out a bunch of people yourself. Yes. So we highly recommend it. The hosts are cool. You'll have a a great time. Also wanted to say a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you're not sure what Patreon is, go to our website, normalizingonmonogamy.com. Click on Patreon button at the top, and you'll learn all about the awesome, incredible, fantastic, amazing community community that we have. That we've built with awesome, fantastic, amazing, incredible people. Yes. Who show up every month and every day to help and support each other. And it's super diverse and we love it. So thank you to all of you who are helping make that uh, a reality. Yeah. And just a few logistical things. Our next Patreon Q&A is going to be on Wednesday, August 26th. That's next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and then again at 9 p.m. Pacific. And then we also will have another women's discussion group call in September. The date has not been set yet, but all information will be posted in Patreon. 
And if you're looking for community and you don't want to join Patreon, no worries. We've got another virtual speed meet and greet coming up this weekend. This Saturday night. So if you don't have any plans, or even if you do have plans, scratch those plans. Yeah, cancel them. Tell your <laughs> tell your parents. Tell your in-laws. We're not coming. Yeah. Finn and Emma having a virtual meet and greet. Right. So Saturday night from 1030 to 1230 a.m. Eastern time. So Hold on. 1030 p.m. to 1230 a.m. Yes. Okay. At night. At night. Eastern, Eastern time. time. Uh, we wanted to do it later so that the people on the West Coast have a chance to join as well. So please, please come join us. It's a blast. And we're actually going to have a little excerpt right here in just a second of somebody that was on the last one. Actually, he's been on all of them. That's true. So you can take his word to the bank. If you're wondering if the normalizing non-monogamy meet and greet is for you, you can't tell until you actually tune in and find out. But my experience is it's fun. You find a sense of community and you get to know people who have similar non-standard interests. And it's great. You should try it. And we're back. <laughs> a little early for that, but um, we should mention that this is August 22nd is the date of yes, this meet and greet. So this Saturday. if you missed it, if you're listening on August 23rd and you're bummed, there will be another one. Yes, we will have another one and the date will be announced very soon. So please join us. We will see you. The cost is $10 and you can find out how to join by going to our website and clicking on the meet and greet tab or in your podcast player show notes. Everything is there. We'd love to see you there on Saturday. Normalizing non-monogamy.com, just in case you forgot. And real quick, before we jump into the show, one last final thing. We want to say a huge, huge thank you to Alt Playground, the sponsor of today's show. They are pumping out all sorts of new features, and we're just going to list a couple of them of our favorites. Communities is one of them. So, and if you're a podcaster, a club or event host, or any other type of event planner, I guess you'd say, you can have a community and anybody who's on the platform, come join the communities. It's a great place to network and meet lots of fun people. If you're a conference, maybe you're hosting a conference. This year, it's probably a digital conference. Yes. But there's tons of events on there for all of your conference needs. For example, Poly Dallas Millennium, if you remember the roundtable discussion we did a little while back, hosted by Ruby Johnson, her conference is on there. And yeah, so check that out. Yes. And finally, but not all, is forums. Finally, but not all. <laughs> Meaning there's a lot more than just forums. But forums, we also wanted to touch on. There's a bunch of information on topics that range from, honestly, all the topics in the forums. Yes. We really nailed it on the forums. <laughs> We're going to leave it in. We're going to keep rolling. Okay. because I was going to try to go down the road of specific articles, and I was like, no, no not, not no, doing that. You're not. So <laughs> if you're interested, and you definitely should be, head over to altplayground.net, sign up. You can also go to our website, click on the links there under the resources page or on the home page. And yeah, we'd love it if you did help support them and the change that they're bringing to the online non-monogamous dating world yes and now now one final thing what? i just want to say thank you listener for putting up with us we appreciate it yes we love to say thank you to everybody and we could make these intros 50 minutes long but 
I think you'd hate that. So we will we, we will do go. Try, we do try to keep them a reasonable amount of time, but realize also that we want to get through a bunch of announcements. And honestly, part of this is we're really, really, really trying to make this show about community. And we don't know any better way to put that out there other than announcing the community stuff at the beginning. So if you're fed up, send us an email. Let us know a better way to do it. And we will definitely take it into consideration. Yes. Also, if you're not fed up, Please let us know that we're doing a great job and, you, and, you, <laughs> and you're okay with this and you love us long time. Okay. <laughs> I will shut up now. Thank you and enjoy this discussion with Jane and Jay. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Jane and Jay. Thank you for taking some time out of your evening to chat with us. We're excited to talk to you, learn a little more about who you are and promote some of the fun work you do. So maybe with that, do you mind introducing yourselves? Sure. Thank you. We're so happy to be chatting with you guys tonight. Um, I'm Jane and I'm married to Jay. Um, <laughs> 11 years now. <laughs> we live in Florida um, and I'm in my early 40s and he's in his mid 40s. Um, yeah. So old. I can't hear so good. I can't hear so good. I, I need you to, what, what are we doing? What's happening on this computer? Age is all relatives. <laughs> so thank you so much for having us. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll set the table a little, um, because we're celebrating. So this, this makes it fun that we get to talk to you over a celebration. We realized, um, both through Facebook memories of all things, and our failing memories that uh, we have been in the lifestyle for seven years as of four days ago. Wow. Congratulations. And I think everybody knows that seven is the big anniversary in the lifestyle. So it's a big deal. We're we're, we're kind of a big deal about this. No. And it's, it's interesting that Facebook knows that, but we won't, we don't have to go down that road. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, you know, and I, and I, and I hope we, we, we talk about it cause it's fun, but like our, our first exploration night was at a, uh, we, we decided after a multitude of wine and drinks at a, at a restaurant, uh, out of town. And, uh, the, the, the pictures that were on Facebook were very, um, Oh, this is such a great celebration. And this is so wonderful and so fun. And you can slowly see, uh, in the pictures we posted how like there's a little glassy eye and then we were ready to make some uh, questionable decisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe take us back seven years ago or maybe the conversation started before that. Like what, what was the lead up to uh, this exploration and uh, how did we get here? I think the, uh, I think the origin story is always super exciting. <laughs> and uh, Jane tells it best since we, I don't know if we're rare, but it feels rare sometimes. Like she's the bus driver on this one. I'm just an innocent young man who was corrupted. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, so yes, uh, years before I met Jay, I was um, working at a, a company where I had to travel a lot, and it was kind of a boys' club too. There were a lot of um, there was very lots of men that were my coworkers. And one night on a trip, I was away for about two weeks with this group of predominantly men. I did a not great thing. I had like kind of a one night thing with one of my married coworkers. I I was single, but I knew he was married. Uh, And that was, I thought that was it. 
after the fact, he felt really guilty. So he went home and told his wife, but instead of her wanting to, um, murder me and divorce him, she said, Oh gosh, things have been really stale for us. I'm, I'm really kind of bored too. And how can we explore this? So then they started whatever their non-monogamy journey became. And they ended up going to, uh, they lived near a pretty well-known swinger club. And so they started going to it. And I guess as they got more experience, they reached out to me because they wanted a unicorn, uh, which wasn't really my thing at the time. Um, I'm, I consider myself lifestyle straight, uh, but just, you know, I was in my twenties then the thought of being, I didn't even know what it was, but he, they, he would call me and tell me about how great swinging was and how great the club was. And it sounded really fun and interesting. And so I put a pin in it and something I always kind of thought about, but the timing wasn't right then. So the, when you and I got married several years, you know, probably at least five years after that. And then this happened, um, three, four years into our marriage, four years, four years into mm-hmm. our marriage. So, um, prior to that though, I was telling him about the stories that this man would tell me and how hot it was. And it led to some fun conversations in the bedroom. And I guess I kept bringing it up. And so finally he realized that there was a club near where the restaurant was that we were going to have dinner. And so we just kind of on a, on a lark said, well, let's go after dinner. And after enough wine, we became brave enough to actually make that decision. And and we went, I think it was, it was, you know, that night was the intersection of a lot of things had to, a lot of dominoes had to fall into place that evening. Oh, you know, or, or we would have missed the opportunity altogether. So, you know, we had just moved to a new city. Um, we, we don't have children and we were at a point in our lives where a lot of our longtime friends were having kids. So we had felt like, um, there was this like gap of fun and friends. Like there was this void of all of our closest friends are, are, you know, are, are now have this have this bond about their kids, their kids and, and the kids journeys. And we don't have anything like that. So we were kind of on a mission unrelated to the lifestyle to find, you know, adult couples that the whole universe wasn't just having children, like that they could be interesting and maybe sexy, but just fun. And, you know, want to, want to have a, a glass of wine or want to go to a sporting event or want to check out a brewery or go for a hike or whatever it is. We felt like a lot of our, our traditional friends, you know, seven years ago, were, were falling into this other bucket. So we have, we've got that thought in one hand, we've got, um, dirty mouth McGee over here on the other hand, who's, who's telling me tales of the swinging lifestyle. And, and, you know, we're, we're, we're having a, a sexy, wonderful dinner and I don't know who's to blame. You know, we're going to blame it on the alcohol that we, that we did a little phone Google and found out we were stumbling distance to a, a local club in that city. And I think what was, you know, again, there were so many things that had to go right for us to be where we are today and not go in and have a freak out, have a meltdown, um, feel, you know, any of the weird feelings that an unprepared couple would, you know, now, now that we've been in this for a little while, like 
we've seen those first visits go sideways for people that, you know, don't, you know, haven't, haven't properly mentally prepared. And that was us. Like we were definitely unprepared for what we saw and what we experienced that night. But there was, um, the, the, the club had a great sort of like come in, get a tour. We were, we were in a city that, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be mysterious. We, we were in Nashville. Um, I'm trying, you know, I, I don't know if we want to call out clubs specifically, but they had really strict, strict rules. And it was the rules that were very protective of, of the lady clientele, which gave us just this like immediate, like, okay, like, you know, Jane's been topless on the beach before. Like if this is what this is going to be, like we're going to fool around and make out and see some hot live porn or whatever it is. Like we felt really safe. And that, you know, we tell people that that uh, one night gave us months of like bedroom chatter. And it, you know, if it was, if it was gasoline that night could have driven me from Florida to California. Like <laughs> it was enough it was enough juice to keep it rolling. So, um, you know, so, so that, that's sort of the, um, the long winded origin story. If we didn't beat that to death. No, no, it's perfect. And I think, so, so to clarify though, Jane, you, you never did end up fooling around with that couple as sort of their unicorn. You, you just kind of got the secondhand stories from your coworker and that was enough to sort of set you on the, on the track to, thinking about it, learning about it a little bit, and then talking about it with Jay. Exactly. Yes. So he piqued my interest in the swinging lifestyle without me wanting to, I, they lived out of state. There was a lot of things at play there. It just, it was that scenario wasn't for me, but the idea of a club sounded very sexy and, and he really talked it up in a way that there was no way our first visit to a club could have lived up to the expectation. And while our first visit was fun and interesting, um, it really, we had set our expectations up pretty high and it, it fell, it fell. Yeah. I want to know where are these guardian angel people (laughs) that when you go to a club for the first time are like, here, we're going to put our arm around you and protect you from weirdos and, and tell you all what all the code words and all the language and everything means. Cause we didn't get that. Yeah. And that's what the way it was sort of presented to Jane was, Oh, we showed up and people came over and they explained what you, you know, what we do and what we don't and you know, how to, how to get out of a situation or tell people you're uncomfortable. I mean, all of the things you, yeah. you want and you hope if you were, if we were replaying it, and we got a really nice tour. Again, they put great parameters out there, but we, we, um, you know, at this particular club, we joke that there's like this witching hour where everybody immediately, like, we're, we're like dancing, 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 and it's time for the fucking. So uh, the whole floor clears out and everybody disappears into their, you know, their respective, you know, group room or private rooms or, or watching or whatever it is. And, um, and we were still sitting at a two top table on the edge of an empty dance floor. And PS, you know, it's BYOB as most are, we, you know, we had had quite enough to drink, but we sat there sipping, uh, Coke and diet Coke. Like, so I wonder 
what's going on now? Like, <laughs> so, like, the whole place just emptied out, basically. Well, it didn't like, empty you out. You could yeah, set your watch here. by it. <laughs> the uh, playroom's in that particular club were all up the stairs, so yeah. everybody yeah. was up there except for us. And we showed up kind of right before that happened. But, yes, we were ex- we were told that if you're a new couple – people can tell and they'll be extra nice to you and they'll share booze with you. And it, that never happened. We had a nice time and I don't think we met anybody that first time. Oh, I don't think we spoke to yeah, anybody we like, Oh no. So. I mean, we were, we definitely had the deer in headlight, like very, very naive and young, like face bright eyed. Um, we were giving off all the signals, but I, again, to Jane's point, I think, at that point in the evening, decisions had been made. Yeah. People commitments were locked in. <laughs> no one was looking to uh, to be a mentor. Uh, they were looking to you know wrap up the evening. So we, um, but again, you know the story continues. You know briefly that um, they had a very cool like watch and be watched room, and we went and locked the door and had a, a sexy, exciting time for ourselves. Um, you know, and, and we, you know, people peeked in and watched and, you know, and all of that was like feeding this, um, for me, like uncharted territory of like what else is out there and what, what some ex, you know, what you could expect. So we left with what I would say in retrospect was kind of an interesting idea of what a club experience is not good, bad or wrong, right or wrong. Just interesting as now we've been to, I don't know, seven clubs in multiple States and, and we, we have a local club that we enjoy very much. And, and you know, if somehow seven year ago, me would say, Hey, what's it like now? And I told that, told me I would, my, my brain would melt. that's what happens oh and it's not it's not even that crazy it's just like all we had was these little little glimpses of what yeah i think it's kind of like the luck of the draw when you like for your first visit and it's also the timing of when you go and what club you go to so there's a lot of factors that go into whether you get that like a couple or a couple of couples that will kind of take you under their wing well and it doesn't it doesn't sound like like you said it didn't sound like it was a a bad experience it was just very different from what it was how it was explained to Jane and that what you were sort of expecting wasn't what you got but at the end of the night like you had fun you had a really great experience together and like definitely opens opened up a lot of conversation and opened the minds up a little bit 100% i think that's a that's a great um, way to look at it. And, but, you know, again, just conversationally, and, and we've had this conversation, you know, at dinners before, like how many people roll those dice or, you know, again, aren't properly prepared and just, and have a bad experience. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking that, you know, that there isn't, I don't know that there's not a, you know, wear, wear a pin, put a, put a, put a flower on your lapel. It's my first time. <laughs> tell me what's going on here. <laughs> what, what's happening? Uh, and you know, and then and somebody should come out right up to some of the guys and be like, "Keep your hands to yourself." Like that's you know, you're new. You should know that. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, it's a great point that you know. There's probably a large number of people out there who have said, "We're we're going to give it a try," and there is a bad experience that comes after that, and they never come back. And yeah. whether it's at a club or they met somebody or whatever the circumstances are, and yeah, it's kind of it's disheartening, but it. It's, you know, it's, 
good to hear that yours wasn't that way. And I, I maybe was curious leading up to you going there, what, I mean, were you like, were there things that you were scared of? What were, what were your concerns about like taking this leap into the, the world of swinging? I think that first night we were just excited to try something new. I don't think that our, our fears and trepidation really grew until later on once we dove in a little deeper and then it was more figuring out how to communicate with each other because for the first few years of our marriage, I didn't know it, but we were terrible communicating and we learned that through the lifestyle. Um, and initially we were going to be voyeurs and exhibitionists and we were afraid to take a leap into doing anything more than that. And ultimately, of course, that did happen. Um, but we had a lot of conversations leading up to it. And I remember before we would go anywhere for the first, I don't know, probably or so, we would always come up with all of these rules and scenarios and we try to play them out in our head and say, oh, well, if this happens or if I call you by your middle name or whatever, if I pull on my ear, um, it never worked. Everything we thought was going to happen didn't pan out the way we thought. And the few times one of us tried one of our password things, the other one was oblivious because it was not something that we do. So we learned pretty quickly that we just have to be upfront. You know, if there's a couple I'm not interested in, or I say, Hey, like they're nice, but no, we're not moving this forward. And the, the same the same thing. Yeah, I think I think those are good points. I also think that um, for that first experience, at least speak for myself, ignorant bliss. Like I had no, I had I had no context other than small pieces of of stories, um, which were already in hand and mostly told. You know, you know, after a few drinks or when we were feeling sexy. So it's not like I was taking that as a study guide. It was more hot anecdotal. So if I think if I would have thought it through with clear eyes, I don't know that we would have ever even gone or we would have overthought it so much. It wouldn't, it would, there was no possibility for it to be good because, you know, you've done so much advanced groundwork that if anything doesn't go to your liking or your expectation, you're like, we got to get out. We got to pull out. So, um, (laughs) pull out. Sorry. Um, so yes. So, I think that the the um, the impulse uh, the impulsiveness of the moment was a lot of the saving grace for why it um, we left. I mean, again, we left with nothing but positive mojo from it. it you right. know, it just it's very different from what um, a more savvy swinger would have experienced. And and I mean, and I think it's a testament, you know, to you guys and some of the great podcasters out there. I think people that would start now have so many more resources for real world stories. Like what, it, what, you know, what were we going to do otherwise? Like I heard a rumor, somebody down the road was a swinger. Should I have just knocked on their door and said what to expect? Like, you know, or get into a, uh, a Reddit thread or a Yahoo chat room and like, what should we do when we get there, man? Person I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's um, again, I, I think that there was a lot of fortune um, that really shined on us to, to, to help us ease into it. And we very much did ease into it. So, yeah. um, yes, yeah, so I was curious, what was the, what was the trajectory after the first 
after that first night going to the club, it's, you kind of touched on, you said like our plan was just to be voyeurs or exhibitionists, but what did, like, what had, like, what did it look like after that first night, you know, in the next couple of weeks, months, years? Right. Sure, I think the best part uh, of that is that, you know, there was a, ma- there was a major, and again, I, I never pretend to know what's, what's right for anyone else, but what was right for us was not striking while the iron was still hot. Like we used those moments in our, in our personal lives, in our bedroom to like, can you believe that happened? Can we you believe you did that? Like I'm, you know, it would go from uh, being in awe of Jane being so brave to how sexy I thought it was. And it just made for like these really hot, you know, intimate private moments. And we, it's not an exaggeration to say we went months without, you know, obviously we were thinking about it, but I were even talking about the possibility of going back. Um, and again, you know, uh, for, for me, you know, the, the, the way my work life is, um, sometimes it's just not a possibility anyway. I work a lot and then, then have some time to ourselves. So when that carousel came back around and we were ready to try it again, you know, we were a little more, um, prepared, I think. So he came to me one day, he, he sent like texted me, he's like, or emailed me, check out this website. And it's one of the swinger dating websites. And so we made a profile and we hate our names on that website. So, uh, it's like, like a tattoo. You're stuck with it for life. Yeah. 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 There's no going back. Membership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they need to make it a feature to change your username. <laughs> I would, I would pay for that possibility. Just, if you make it a bad joke, you are stuck with said bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we started with that. And then when you're on the website, it promotes some things. And we learned about, um, both desire resort and, um, swinger cruises, which, uh, and so in our first year, did we do desire first or the cruise? First? No, we did the cruise first. Okay. So we like within, cause that was January. January. Yeah. So within six months we booked a cruise and we had done very little between the club visit and the cruise. We might've gone on a date. Um, and in fact, we went on a date with a couple and we told them we were going on a cruise and they're like, Oh my goodness, we need to have a date with you to really explain what to expect so you're not freaked out. Yeah, I was gonna say you kind of jumped yeah, right in. Like zero to zero to a hundred and like really <laughs> and even if you're not yeah. doing anything, like a, a cruise is like kind of a all ex- encompassing yeah, experience. You're, you're, yeah. there, there's no getting off. Like you don't well, just it's leave. true. It's, it's um I mean, but again, you know, from our perspective, uh, you know, in our thirties, no kids, here's an and, um, you know, we had lived in Florida for a long time, even though we aren't in Florida at the time. So cruises were kind of a way of life, you know, there wasn't much of an allure of the, Oh my gosh, let's go on a cruise. It was more like we've gone on a bunch of cruises and they kind of suck. Like, but here's a cruise where she can be topless. Um, there's no kids or naked and you know, like everybody, you know, that the, the sort of some of that anecdotal information was it's like spring break for adults. Like, you know, party, you know, this, and by the way, whatever you're comfortable with, which is a hundred percent true. Like we never, and now we've gone on six or seven cruises. We were trying to think of it earlier uh, when we knew we were going to talk to you because we're, we're, we're huge advocates for them. Like I, I just, I think that in all of them, we've never felt pressured. We've never, we've, we've run into every type of swinger that we're aware of. 
and, and not swinger. Yeah, and not swinger and, <laughs> and nudists yep. and just uh, you know polyamory. Like there's the whole the whole non-monogamy spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some folks that just like adult vacations without children and just enjoy the uh, the vibe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. And yeah, I think I think maybe the idea of a cruise could be a little intimidating, right? Because it's it's not like going to a club where you're like, well, this really wasn't for us. We're just going to leave. There's no like, well this cruise isn't for us. We're just going to get off. Like you don't, you don't just get off the boat whenever the, you want. The thing is though, the cruise, there are a lot of different options. Like you can sure. go to certain bars or restaurants or just lounge by the pool or just hang out in your room or like there, at least it's a, there, it, and I to your say, point, you can't get away, but you can yeah, find sure. some other things to do. And then I would make the argument that there's a lot more to do on a cruise non lifestyle than there is at a, at a desire or hedonism in my opinion, because they're so sexual centric. I'm making up words, do what I want. Um, but there there's, and, and I mean, and again, you know, pick your poison, but what, what are you after? What are you hoping to achieve? Like we've met people on cruises that are like, I'll never be on a cruise again. I want to be able to have sex wherever I want, whenever I want, you know, and that's not, that was not cruise life which is again, what made it sort of appealing to us was, you know, you're going to be by the pool and you might be naked. You might not, but you know, that's, a, that's a no sex area. So it was, you know, again, for, for newbies that were diving in head first, um, it still felt safe. It still mm-hmm. felt like there was some sense of normalcy there. Right. We were, um, active on the website at the time and they had a little group for folks that were cruising and I made a few friends in that group and they, uh, some of them had been on these cruises before and they gave us a lot of really great advice. So in turn, we try to do the same. If, if there's ever cruises again, um, we're, we, we had to move one already. So we have two booked right now, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but in return, I always will share, you know, tips and advice for folks that are, are going to go on a cruise because there's a few little things that make it a better experience. Very but true. we always find time to spend with just each other. One night, at least, we'll go to dinner, just the two of us. One of the excursion days, usually, we'll do something alone just to, to take a break. And, I mean, my, my theory is if you enjoy a regular cruise, uh, for us, this one is even better because we enjoy socializing and meeting folks. And everyone on these cruises, no matter what their non-monogamous or situation, whatever it may be, they're pretty much there to have fun and to make friends. You know, on a traditional vacation, folks tend to stay within their family group or within whatever group they're traveling with. Whereas on lifestyle vacations, it's much easier to make friends because everybody's there just to have fun and make connections for the most part. Right. So on the, on the cruise, did you hold to the, voyeur and exhibition rule or did did you move into oh, rule is such an ugly word <laughs> strategy the and strategy my other question i was going to ask you is if yeah. you have if you do if you have a, a, any other tips um maybe at the end of this we can circle back and and just yeah, do some cruise tips. yeah do some cruise tips at the end if anyone's yeah, curious I hope, I hope we get a commission on this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, you make a hundred you make a hundred percent commission on all, on all the tips. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So as far as uh, holding the line, yeah, we were. We, yeah. One one lesson I I learned, and this is not about cruising. This is about um, being a grown up. Um, I I was. Uh, very guilty of like overindulging on day one. Like it was mainly like to cut the nerves, but you know, you're like, Oh, I'll get a drink package. And you know, why? So, you know, we would party pretty hard and um, you know, night one, it was out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And um, her her fault, by the way, like I was an innocent, innocent bystander. I had to get to church in the morning and I was doing some volunteer work later. So I was very focused on that. So we um, had some friends by the pool that day and we were trying to do everything in the first day. And so we ended up checking out the playroom with them. And one of them was like, we call him the conductor because he was very like, you two do this and you two do that. And, and, and everybody in this group was soft, uh, soft swap. And so we, we had fun, but I felt a little unsatisfied at the end. Um, not that soft swap can't be satisfying, but this particular experience, just, I, I didn't like being told what to do and it was new and there were too many people and two of the guys didn't get along. It was very awkward. <laughs> uh, so we ended up, I was like, I just, I'm not ready to go to bed. It's late. So we ended up going to the hot tub where we met a couple that I really, we both really enjoyed. And yeah, we did the quintessential uh, swinger full swap first experience. It wasn't in the hot tub, but it started from time in the hot tub. Cause that, that's not allowed on the cruise. If it was allowed, it would have happened in the hot tub. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were connecting with them and it got so late and we were both having our own separate conversations. He was talking to the lovely woman and I was with, um, the guy that reminded me of all the guys I dated in college. So it was perfect. And I guess he and her were talking about where they are in the lifestyle, you know, what we do, what we don't do. And me and my friend were making out. So (laughs) (laughs) he tells him, are you sure you guys aren't full swap? I'm like, absolutely. Listen, (laughs) we have some code words. Um, I am, uh, my head's on a pivot. My ears are open. So we're still safe. And she's like, I think they're trying to eat each other's faces. Maybe we should take this party back to somebody's room. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I was, I'm going with the flow feeling it. I mean, it was, it was super hot. It was, I mean, again, you know, like we're, we have been so fortunate that in, especially in our early experiences that, you know, there's, there's been a couple times it's like right people, right time. And they just, they were, they were nice and, you know, uh, took, you know, took the time to say, Hey, if this isn't right for you, like, no, no pressure. Don't freak out. Uh, we'll catch up with you later. But like the moment was just like, we were in the moment and, and, you know, not to take anything away from it, but it's a six day cruise. And that was our only full experience, full swap experience. Because again, like for us, it was like, that was the fuel that kept us locked in our bedroom for a few days on the cruise. Like, can you believe we did that? We are so kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you really did do everything. You checked all the boxes in the first 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always the awkwardness after like you're the thing about that was we're on the cruise with this couple and they knew we were that they were the first uh, full salt couple for us. 
And I didn't know how not to be like a weird, awkward, like I felt like a high school student. Every time I saw them, I was like, Oh, hi. <laughs> and it just, it, and nothing happened after that, mainly because I didn't know how to act when I was stuck with folks for five more days after the sexy experience. So right. live and learn, but it was no, we didn't miss anything. We were very happy with that experience. And, um, it led to a lot of other really fun ones and a, you know, a number of vacations cruising and cruising is probably our favorite. Mm -hmm. And we've gone on it to um, desire and Tahito. So we've kind of done a a lot of the lifestyle vacations that are out there. Right. So I I was curious leading up to the cruise, had you decided on this cruise, we're going to just take the experiences as they come or were you still of the mindset that, we're, we're not going to soft swap or full swap. Like this journey for us is still going to be uh, a voyeur exhibition. And I know we called it a rule earlier, but like, had you discussed like what might happen on the trip? Um, I, well, I think prior to the cruise, we did go to the club. Uh, wasn't Valentine's Day before the cruise? Or Sounds right. No, Valentine's oh, Day would have been after. Eve. It would have been New Year's Eve. Yes. We, um, we had our first, we met a nice couple that we really connected with. And so we had a few like kind of very soft swap experiences with them. I think you're, I think very means something different to you than everybody else that's listening. <laughs> that's uh, I would call them intense soft swap experiences. It was, it was just anal. It was <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was just her. in six countries we're married to them. <laughs> yeah. So no, we had, we had crossed that line and had actually had an experience with a couple before the cruise. Um, but we, as I shared earlier, we would sit and game plan and come up with all of these scenarios that we thought would happen and it never happened. So it, ch- it just taught us that we have to really, um, talk to each other before the moment and talk to each other, uh, right. You know, afterwards. And, and the one thing, that came from that particular cruise. And it's, I think it's still pretty much a a rule for us is before anything happens, like before kissing or any sort of play, we need to check in with each other, particularly if we're all hanging out together and something happens, that's fine. But it like, there was a time where he, he left, he was gone for like an hour or not even an hour. He was gone for like 10 minutes. He went back to the room to grab something. And, and some somebody was inviting me to do you know to play with them and it it felt weird and I didn't and so that's kind of our one thing is we don't get into we don't let things happen when there's not uh, an understanding between the two of us that it might happen and that kind of stemmed from that particular trip with the the Canadians yeah I also think I mean it's there's just some things that come with experience and time. Like there's, it is significantly less cumbersome than that now. Like it's really, if, if like, I know if she's having a nice time and connecting with somebody. And I think she knows that for me as well, to the point of now it would be like, Hey Jay, um, I can tell you guys are having a great time, but there's just not a lot of chemistry over here. So I don't want it to get weird later you know, like let's sort out, you know, what, what, you know, how we want to, how we want to handle it, which, you know, like sort of jumps over the, um, you know, circling back and having a, you know, kind of a clunky conversation. It becomes so much more, 
about vibe and body language. And, and I, I, I believe that that's where, you know, where we are at, at this stage, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's always, it's a miracle that we meet and hook up with anybody is really the moral. <laughs> it is a Christmas miracle because we are so awkward when like, when passion kicks in, like I, I believe not speaking for, for both of us, but we, we tend to be like awkward and dorky and we miss, you know, like we're not good at, at like the, the more like physical flirting and we never know when the timing is right. And in most cases, when something happens, we're like, Oh, we really liked you guys. We just, we didn't know. And they're like, we have been trying (laughs) to make something happen for hours. You guys are exhausting. (laughs) Like, yes, that is us. That should be our screen name. We will be exhausting (laughs) for other good reasons. Uh, okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, we so, can relate to that. So yes, you're not alone. And I yes. think there's probably a, a, a half a million based on our listenership, probably about a half a million people <laughs> listening that say, yeah, that's us too. Like it's well, sex is awkward between two yeah. people. And when you add more than that, it's extra awkward yeah. <laughs> and reading cues and like not wanting to offend anybody and like trying to walk that line and make sure everyone's comfortable. And like, you just need to use your words, but that's not always, that's not always easy either. No. <laughs> it's always tough. Like I like, and, and again, I'll, I'll speak for me because I, I, I think Jane is far more savvy and aware at that time, but like, you know, if we're, if we're dancing, if we're, you know, having drinks at a bar or if something is socially engaging, I'm like, Hey, I don't want to ruin this by talking about what we're, you know, Hey, what are you, you know, usually the, what are you into conversation is fun and kind of natural, but like, what are you doing later? Or, um, you know, <laughs> are you checking out my wife's, <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Uh, there's no, you know, for if we're pretending we have experience, that's the thing we haven't figured is how to transition well. The only right. thing we figured out is uh, Jay likes to call me the hammer mm. because if it's not working out, then I'm the one that has to um, politely decline. So that's uh, that's our our dynamic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's it's, nice uh, of him to offload that responsibility on you. <laughs> Oh no, she revels in it. Oh, okay. Not to be mean. She's just like it's more like I don't want to waste their time either. Like as out of fairness, like yeah. if if it's not going somewhere, but you know someone's like, hey, you know, we're hanging out with you because we assume we're going to close out the night together. Uh, Jane's like, well, then that would be a poor use of your time. So <laughs> we were hanging out with you because we were having fun. You know, we we're either not there yet or, you know, it may not get there. So right. if that's what you're, if that's why you're here now, um, she'll be very quick to put the kibosh on that. But yeah, we, we like to say, and we stole this from somebody else, um, but we're full swap, but low mileage. Right. So we very, despite what the comic might make it seem like we there, I mean, certainly we have had a lot of fun experiences, but we more often than not, when we go on a vacation or go to a club, it's just he and I, we've gone whole cruises without connecting, you know, without having any play with anybody beyond us. So it's, we, we have a lot of fun together. So if it's not going to be even better than that, then it's not worth, it's not worth it. 
Um, right. And it's still, we love the social aspect of meeting folks and having lots of fun conversations. The fact that you can meet folks for the first time and then talk about your sex life with them. You can't do that in the real world. And it's awesome. So we yeah. revel in that and we've made lifelong friends along the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that is something that, you know, maybe somebody that's brand new listening thinks, well, they're, they've, they went club cruise ship and now they do this every single weekend with every couple they meet. And to point out that like, it's just, that's just not the reality. Right. And maybe it is for some people and that's great, but that doesn't mean that's what it has to be. And that you can go huge stretches without, you know, meeting anybody else or you meet them and you have fun, but it's not a sexual meeting. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and we feel like, you know, as you look back, you know, with clear eyes that, you know, we'll, we'll very easily go six, seven, eight, nine months without doing anything that, that the majority of people would consider a lifestyle, it, you know, maybe just having drinks with some people in the lifestyle, but nothing beyond that. But then we may go a month or two and go to the club three or four times just because, you know, the mood strikes and, you know, we've got good friends there or there's people we really want to see, or we had a great time. Like we are, we are classic, like chasers of the dragon. Like <laughs> this night was so hot. We are coming back tomorrow. <laughs> and it doesn't work out that way, but you know, that's what I think is my, one of my favorite things about us, it, you know, our, our decision-making is like, there's not guardrails in the sense of, man, we don't want to feel like dirty swingers because we did, you know, we went on a date this week and we went to the club this weekend, or we don't want to feel like, like posers because we haven't done anything for nine months. Like it's just whatever, feels right to us at the time. And, um, like when, when quarantine is, or, and COVID is not a real thing, I can't wait to get to the club and shake the tail feathers and be flirty and fun. Um, but that may not have been the case if this was, you know, a normal five month, you know, stint. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Have you run into hurdles such as jealousy or any other hurdles that you've experienced over the last seven years? I don't think I would not, I would not say we ever had a jealousy moment. I think if, if you would call, you know, hurdles or speed bumps, I think the only things that, and you're much, your, your memory is much longer and better. So I will just say one thing that, um, anything that's happened that you would be like, Oh, that was, that wasn't as fun as it, it could have been, should have been, would have been if we didn't do it. Um, we haven't repeated any mistake, you know, like we've had, we've had an experience where, um, you know, we didn't feel a great connection, but we went along with it because we were at it. We were, we were new in it and the, you know, the people involved were really nice. And, and I, um, it, it just like, we just didn't have that chemistry and we're like, okay, we're not going to do that again. Like we're going to, you know, uh, be more honest because that wasn't their fault. Like they didn't, they didn't pressure us. They weren't bad people. It just, we didn't feel the sparks. And then the next thing we knew we had spent hours and we're like, Oh my gosh, like we were, we didn't even really think it through. It just happened. And, you know, we sort of, you know, reconned afterwards and said, Hey, like we have to be stronger and smarter about saying and fairer to people to say, you know, it's just, you know, the sparks aren't flying or, you know, we're in it for, for really kick-ass moments that all everybody gets into. And that, you know, we, 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 we haven't really replicated that, that sort of, um, speed bump. What do you think? No, I agree that that was 
exactly what I was going to say that we've occasionally gone along with something because we thought the other person was more into it. And that helped us to strengthen our communication, which now seven years into this, it's really great. And that's, that's one of my favorite things and my favorite ways that we've grown through this that I never imagined would have happened. Yeah. It's, un- no. it's an underrated part of lifestyle. Right. No, it's awesome that, that it's been largely, I mean, like you said, from uh, every, every star in the sky had to align for us to show up at the club and that seven years later, the, the approach you've taken has yielded, a high percentage of really great experiences and maybe a couple of like, eh, but nothing that was like tragic or, or yeah. really upsetting. Yeah. And anything that would, that would qualify for the, for the, uh, you know, the, the less than optimal, we're still like, you know, I mean, it's, they're few and far between, but they're, they're still like great experiences with great people. Um, you know, like we're, we're in it, you know, one of the things going back to this, the very beginning and gosh, it's so hard not to come off as trite or, or, um, cliche, but you know, we're in it for the long haul. We're in our marriage for the long haul. And, you know, uh, Jane, you know, she was, you know, we thought she was my first kiss and I was her last first kiss and the last person we would ever, you know, be intimate with. And the one thing we can't replicate within our marriage is the the butterflies of a first kiss and, you know, figuring out someone's, you know, sort of turn ons and, and things like that. And to get to have those experiences, you know, is is what gets us, you know, tends to get us excited. And then we sort of bring those butterflies back home afterwards and, and we get to, you know, sort of relive it. And, and yeah, I mean, maybe that's I don't know if that's weird or if that's standard, but like we really like we, we then re role play the experiences and we, you know, we talk about how hot it was. And, you know, for me, a big part of it is, um, her enjoyment and her happiness is, is just the added fuel on the fire for me. Like I, I feel, you know, lucky to have the experience with really great people, but it's, um, exponentially better when I know that she's having fun and feeling sexy and, and having a great time. Don't look at me like that. You, know? <laughs> you you cut out for a split second. Did you say that Jane was your first kiss? No, oh, no. my my last first kiss. <laughs> your last first kiss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very different. Okay. That yes. makes more sense. Yeah, considering we met when I was thirty, this would be people people's uh radio or podcast image of me just changed dramatically. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's and everything you said makes a perfect sense. And I think, I guess maybe what I was curious about is that did either of you have any concerns or like worries like, Oh, well maybe Jane's going to meet somebody and have a really great experience. And then she's not going to want to come back to me or the same for Jay. Like, were there ever any concerns or fears going into this? Not in that vein. Um, it was more, for us thinking, are we weird that we like this? It was more in terms with us really enjoying this and finding this very sexually gratifying. Right. And does that make us unusual? So yeah, I would say yeah. if somebody goes on this journey with you, it, it, for us, it's galvanizing. Like it's, I mean, I, I hear people talk about that, 
but it's, it's, it, I, I find that it's not usually coming from a healthy place. Like when, when, within our circles, when people talk about it, I'm like, this probably isn't for you because you're even thinking about it that way. Like we, I, I can honestly say that that never really occurred to me as we entered it. And that feels weird, but I'm really trying to like think back. And, and more than that, it was because every experience we came out of it as like, like, you know, it created like this hot post game recap that we call them that I, I was like, yeah, no, that's not. And it's probably naive of me. Cause I'm sure this breaks up marriages out there somewhere. Like, I mean, that has to be a, a real thing, of course, but it didn't may, again, maybe, maybe we were naive or dumb. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of it for you is just fuel on the fire. Like yeah. you knew you were going to have like the thing that you were doing or that she was doing was going to then be magnified 10 X between the two of you later on that night or the next couple of weeks, you know? So, yeah. yeah. How have you both kept yourself safe, both physically and sexually over this whole experience? Uh, well, we got tested regularly and, um, condoms are one of our, our, our rules. I say with air quotes, cause you know, rules are, I don't know that we like to think of them that way, but yeah, but that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair thing. That's a, yeah. that's a fair use of the word this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, you know, we're, we're definitely safe practitioners, um, you know, always. And, um, and then, you know what we follow up with, with a regular regimen of testing. We know people right. that test more frequently, but they're also more active. Um, right. but we're, uh, you know, that, that's been a big part of it. We generally, um, I think I should rip social swingers and, and we generally get to know somebody. It's very rare for us to just meet and hook up with a couple that we, we just met. So more often than not, we're, we can have a conversation yeah. in advance yeah. so we talk and, to them about it. So, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And yeah. I think that does help, right? That you can then, you get a little bit of a feel for it. You can have conversations. You, maybe you have a little better gauge of what they're telling you is. Like what, it's, so if you can, yeah. you can try to read somebody a little yeah. bit once you get to know them, at least yeah. at that past that surface level. For sure. We're certainly not implying that that's a, a full background check, but <laughs> right. we get, you know, that's why, that's why the cops still uh, in play, of course. But, um, but it definitely, um, you know, because of that um, informal vetting, we're also, you know, less likely to, to slip up because we're not, you know, drinking. And then it's some, you know, drunken hookup, we more like a drunken makeout session and then hopefully another date or, you know, another hangout. And then we can be a little clear, uh, a little more clear eyed. Yeah. yeah. And then we generally do things to like from a physical safety standpoint, we generally are together. Um, I share, we, you know, dabbled in hot wifing, but for the most part, it's he and I with another couple and usually in the same room. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was curious, are there things, is there anything that you haven't done yet that is like on the fantasy list that like you're hoping someday you guys get to make it come true? And it sounds like you just talked a little bit, you've done some hot wifing and you've explored some different dynamics a little bit as well. Yeah, I think we'd like to do a little more with the hot wife stuff because we we just kind of started and then um, the pandemic hit. And now, while many single men are wanting to go out on dates, I am not interested at the moment. So I think we'd like to do a little more with that. I don't know. Do you have any anything you haven't told me about? 
No, no, no. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think there's going to be a huge revelation here. I mean, I think um, for us now, like we've found our personal sweet spot, which is going on adult themed vacations, um, having some, you know, sort of, you know, one thing that we've done that, that, I, that I really cherish. And, and if I, if there was something that I would want more of, it's we've created a really great network of people in our lives that we, I would say are more than swinger friends, um, you know, that we, that we really, um, have gotten to know. And, and in some cases we, we, we say we've, we've, we've fucked some friends into the friend zone. Like we, we've gone beyond being swinger friends to just regular friends. And so I, I, I would love to have like a bigger network. I mean, it's a really tight knit group of good people. And I think that, um, it's super healthy. Like those are the people we call when we, you know, we want to have drinks by the pool or, you know, and just like have uncensored conversation and it doesn't necessarily equal, Oh, there's going to be sex. It's more like, Oh, you know, the, the, the girls can be topless in the hot tub or, um, you know, get, you know, can sun and that's sexy and it's nice, but it's, it's just, it's a really classic, no expectations, but then, if you know, if the, if the mood strikes and everybody's having a great time, it can be there. There's something really fun about it's a Saturday afternoon. Let's call such and such and come over and just make margaritas by the pool. And it turns into like a full festival or it turns into ordering pizza and riding around on the golf cart, you know, and just like acting like children. Like that, those are, that's just a lifestyle that I dig. You know, I think that that's, that's a little aspirational is like more of that, but I know that's not what you were, you were teasing. I wish I could say like, um, we need more gangbangs, <laughs> more gangbangs in the J and J house. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think, I, I think having more open-minded friends is a perfectly, uh, no, acceptable I, answer. And I think you touched on basically our, our dream scenario, which is exactly that. Like, you have people who can come over and the entire time can be totally quote unquote vanilla, but then you, they come over another time and it, and it's not, or it's, there's just no, there's no prescribed, like, this is how it's gotta be because you're these friends. And I think that yeah. you're, you're spot on Finn. And I think the, the, the thing that's nice about it too is one of the things when you go on a vacation or you go to the club or you meet somebody on one of the websites is as Jane had intimated before or mentioned before, there's this check-in process. There's this, what are we cool with? What are we comfortable with? What are, how are you feeling? Are you guys vibing? Are we vibing? You know, everybody I'm sure on every podcast in every swinger conversation has said, has talked about the, the exponentially difficult situation for people to line up. Right. In this scenario, boxes pre-checked. So, like, it's more about, is this getting hot? <laughs> I think it might be. And, you know, and then it turns into anything else versus, hey, I noticed you and he weren't really talking. Are you not feeling it or what? You know, it's it's um, it sort of pre-checks some boxes. And when we hang out with those friends, we do. We do pre-game a little, like, hey, if it gets if it gets uh, hot or, or, you know, are we feeling it? And, you know, we, we kind of make a, 
a pregame call and then we make an audible and a yeah. postgame call. I mean, what is exactly. it? What's, what, who is it? Tyson that said everybody has a plan until they're punched in the face. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> the last time we were getting together with folks and said, Oh, we're going to see them and have fun, but nothing's going to happen beyond that. Of course we ended up back in their hotel room. So, so the, the plans for us anyway, plans are futile, but we still continue to make them. <laughs> yeah. They're so cheap and easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we love to ask people and we're hoping you've got a good story here is about a blooper because (laughs) they're, they're fun. They're lighthearted and not that you two seem to take this super seriously, but they help people realize that we all make mistakes and that life goes on. Which one do you want to tell? We, we, we you can tell multiple events. and yeah, we've got, we have two yeah, that we're very we, proud of. We have two. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little later, but um, we make the swing fashion swinger comic. And so it's pretty much all bloopers. Okay. Most of them are very real and involve me doing something stupid. Yes. Almost <laughs> all of them do. Oh, that was a quick, that was a quick <laughs> yes. Jay is always the jackass response. Um, they, they are almost all, they're all real stories. 99% are our stories. But now that we've been in COVID for six months, we're relying on other folks' stories as well. Um, but I, beforehand, I was telling him one of my favorites, and it's quick. So on our first swinger cruise, we were on the um, sitting on the top deck because the lower deck by the pool was um, full mm-hmm. and it's clothing optional by the pool on these cruises. And so we're sitting right next to the stairs and all day um, beautiful naked women are walking up the stairs and he is kind of glancing at them. Sorry. And then that night we get into our room, we're getting ready for dinner. And one side of his face is so sunburned with the sunglasses mark, just because he had his head turned to the left the whole entire time the ladies come up the stairs and <laughs> yeah and there's there's not enough makeup to fix that you just have to explain that every time you meet somebody for the rest of the week why is only half of your face peeling i don't understand this doesn't make any sense well you next time you go to the pool you got to sit on the other side of the railing so you can turn turn the other way exactly exactly Makes you. It made me also like real how clearly conspicuous I was. Like if I was, if my neck was craned for that for long enough for my entire side of my face to be bright red, like there was nothing subtle about me observing beautiful women coming up the stairs for four hours. So I had to, uh, I had to reevaluate my stealthiness. But um, I think that um, we were talking. Oh, uh, so we we you and. Uh, we four share some mutual friends with our, our friends from Sapphic, uh, Sapphic Swingers, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were having wine with them, uh, last week and we told this story. So I, I thought it was worth bringing back. Um, our very first day at one of the resorts, I, you know, again, you know, having a, having a few drinks is definitely a coping me- mechanism to, to get the butterflies, to get the, uh, the nervousness out. So evidently I was in just peak, like having a ball, everybody's, you know, best friend. And there, we were all in this big hot tub and throughout the course of the evening, I was fortunate enough to have made out with several of the, the, the ladies, the young ladies that were in the hot tub. 
great, like great. You know, we get it. We, you know, everybody's partying, everybody's having a great time. I spent the rest of that vac- that vacation introducing myself to people that I had already made out with, which was <laughs> awful. Like there is nothing that makes your heart stop wor- worse than, you know, you're, you're running to somebody at the buffet and they're like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, I'm Jay. What's going on? And she's like, we made out for like 20 minutes in the hot tub the other night. And I'm like, I, I, I know I just, um, names and words and foot and mouth and (laughs) things are crazy. Um, so on the very last day of that trip, I like, at that point I had just had to come clean. I was like, I had so much to drink. I'm so embarrassed. I had apologized to, to anybody and everybody was so nice and so sweet. And we really had, we made some friends for life that weekend. Yeah. But on the last day we stood up and I stood sort of in a semicircle and just listened to stories about myself from that first night. And I'm like, Oh my God, I am going to a 12 step meeting as soon as we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and then like everyone gave did the stories at the end that like brought it full circle right yes <laughs> yes it was yeah. i mean because you know there's there's a there's an instinct to like play it off and i tried and, and maybe some people bought it and some people didn't and finally we're all in the hot tub and kind of saying goodbyes i mean the nice thing about that particular trip is i think that you know most of the people we came friends with were there for the same time so we were sort of having our our goodbye glasses of wine and and chatting and I was like, I am, I'm just, I have spent every night telling Jane how embarrassed I am about my behavior. And everybody just thought it was riotous. Like there was, it was, it was nothing like aggressive. It was, it was like fun and flirty. And like, they're like, you were having the time of your life. And I'm like, I would give anything to remember that. Why have they taken that moment away? (laughs) Karma is punishing you. Yes. I think it's funny to just not not to rat out Tiff and Rach, but the when you told that story to them, I have a hunch that that uh, Tiff probably came back with her story that she told on our show, the blooper, where they were at they were at trapeze and she was in the room with somebody. And I think she like made her squirt. And then she went back to the bar like 20 minutes later and she was like, hey, how you doing? And she's like good you don't remember me you just made me orgasm in the room and she's like totally didn't recognize you like so she <laughs> so she did the same exact thing but at a, at a yes. slightly higher uh, degree so i <laughs> i imagine that that you were in good company you told that story to the right people yeah yeah we were swapping <laughs> funny stories they, they have a lot too yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to give you both the opportunity. I know you mentioned the comics, but I wanted you to plug it a little bit more. Can you tell, I guess, listeners what it is and where they can find it? Oh, sure. Uh, so it's called Swing Sessions. Um, and we're on Twitter and we're on Blogspot. And I'm sure you guys will do the, the links in the, um, in the show notes. Definitely. Um, Gosh, I started it about a year and a half ago because he works a lot of nights. We took the idea of a podcast, but I knew that I'd never be able to get enough of his time or I don't know how you do it takes a lot of time and I really admire it. But the comic, um, it, it takes me time, but it's time that he's working and I'm alone and I love the art part of it. And it's just fun for us to relive our stories and to kind of put them out on paper so it started kind of chronicling our lifestyle journey, um, which is hard because every story we told you, I have to condense into like a four panel 
comic and it takes us, you know, five, 10 minutes to tell story in life. So it's, it's an interesting writing challenge. Um, and it's been really fun. We have a nice little following on, on Twitter and it's, uh, folks seem to really like it. It makes, I try to, because the thing that's great about podcasts is that you get really into the conversation. The thing is it really condenses it. So we try to get whole uh, concepts across and something that you can read in 60 seconds or less. So it's, it's been, it's been a fun exercise and it's just been, it's been fun retelling our stories and folks tell us stories and we'll sometimes draw those out. Feel free to reach out and share your stories. And if you like our comic, let us, we, we love to hear from fans that are enjoying them. One of the things I'm out of about it is uh, Jane works really hard to stay like sex positive and body positive. And, you know, we've, we've met every um, type of person we can imagine. We've been fortunate enough to, to get to know. And, um, you know, there's this lifestyle brings out the best in people and we love to celebrate. And it's, I'm really proud of her for doing is, is, you know, not to, not to think too much about the current times, but it's nice to have something that's just about positivity and and um, and celebration. So yes, and lately Definitely. a lot of um, Zoom sex <laughs> is the theme of the comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And and we kind of connected a little bit because you had reached out because you were drawing up one of our previous guest bloopers, and you. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're thinking you'll have to go back and draw all 130 of them now. Um, hopefully the, hopefully yeah, that. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm just, material. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just hopeful that the virus doesn't last that long because if you have to, if you have to resort to that, then we're in trouble. So yeah. fingers That's crossed. <laughs> um, new episodes every Wednesday. Awesome. That's well, awesome. Hey, that, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. we're in, in line with your release date perfect excellent well we'll make sure like you said there'll be links in the show notes and and it's a fun spin on it right like you said you get to tell your story and you get to condense it down really small and and quick and something very unique yeah too. So. thank you yeah and, we're having and, fun with it yeah and thank you for doing like you said the body positivity and the sex positivity the world needs more of that so rock on and keep kicking ass yeah is there anything else that you want to share with listeners before we wrap up? Well, we really appreciate the opportunity to talk about our story. I know we we started this conversation talking about how we don't feel like we have a lot to share, but it's nice to like sort of go back through and, and talk about the experience. And it's, again, I think that these podcasts, your podcasts, these types of forums are so helpful for people that, you know, looking for some answers. And, um, we probably thoroughly confused all of those people. So we're really proud of I don't think, I don't think so. No, I think, I think, you know, but we told you, you did have an interesting story. You were worried for nothing. Well, and I think the, the, the thing is that in everybody's story, somebody takes something away. Right. And, who knows what that is, but chances of somebody listening to this and not taking anything away are pretty slim. So we appreciate you taking the time and you sharing and telling a, a vulnerable story with us. So thank you. 
Well, thank you for providing such a great venue to do so. And it's been really lovely to meet you because I've been such an admirer of your podcast for the last, I don't know, many months ago when I discovered it. Awesome. Well, well thank, thank you. you. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and, and thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Yeah. And with Stay that, safe. Yeah, you do too. the same. And we will... Yeah. We will be in touch. We will look forward to all of the comics coming out and we'll make sure everybody gets to see them. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. And we're back. Thank you again. I know we said thank you a whole bunch at the beginning of the show, but thank you again to Jane and Jay for coming on the show and for the awesome work you do with the Swing Fashions comics. Again, links to all of that will be in the show notes, which you can find at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com by clicking on the podcast tab. That is true. Real quick, before we jump out of the show, we wanted to say thank you one more time to Alt Playground for sponsoring the episode. Emma, tell them about the forums. No, I messed it up in the (laughs) intro. (laughs) I know, I was giving you a chance to redeem yourself. There's a lot of really fantastic information in the forums, so go check them out. Tell us about the specific articles. No, I'm (laughs) I'm not getting into that. All right. I can't, I'm not going to fall for your bait. My bait? (laughs) Next week... That's why we don't do these late at night. I know. Next week, who are we talking to? Zach. Oh. <laughs> you almost forgot. No, didn't I didn't you? almost forget. <laughs> so if you listen to the episode a couple of weeks ago with, with Kat, with she referenced somebody who started the orgy team at Yale. Now, we've gotten some clarification. It may or not be a competitive team, but it is a club. And you're definitely... The story is... Wild. Nuts. Oh, like insanity. Yeah. The, not even just about this, the, the orgy club. Like the whole. Zach's whole story. Zach's whole story is. Full cra- of twists crazy. and turns, and you're going to want to come so, back. I'm listening to it twice now, <laughs> yes. and I still don't fully comprehend it. <laughs> yes. So please come back, listen to that. In the meantime, don't forget we have our meet and greet coming up in a couple of days, August 22nd. At 10.30 p.m. Eastern. It is $10 for you and your lovely, whoever's in your polycule. Maybe it's just you and your spouse. Or, or you, you and your you. partner. Or just you. Yeah, maybe you're a single person polycule. Mm-hmm. Single person polycule. Also, SPP. just to be really clear, <laughs> this is not a poly event or a swinging event. It's a meeting awesome people event. So if you're just stepping your toes into like learning about non-monogamy, you can still come. Like come join. Or if you're just curious about it and don't really know anybody please come join. We're all, this is open to all types of people, but the requirements are that you need to be open-minded. And really cool. And really cool. Yes. Because I bring the cool factor down and we need people <laughs> to, we need some people to balance it out. Wow. All right. I think we've talked enough. Okay. Let's go. And don't forget our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Reach out to us. Tell us how much you love us, and we will tell you how much we love you specifically. And now we're actually going to stop talking now, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>